Hello and welcome to Tech Buzz India, a weekly dose of the most important news and updates from the startup world in India. I'm your host Rahul Gadkari. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you all are safe and healthy wherever you're listening in from. Today's episode has a distinct funding capital raising theme. It's been a busy couple of weeks in India. We'll start with news from Marquee Investor Sequoia Capital, then cover Baiju's some additional repercussions of the ongoing conflict with China and a couple of exciting updates from the capital markets we have a special section covering key highlights from what can only be described as a big spectacle reliance's annual general meeting the company in focus today is one i believe in passionately country delight before i get into the news a quick personal update i'm happy to share that i've joined upcoming neo bank jupiter money Jupiter is working to redefine the banking experience for millennials and has taken a unique co-creation approach to building the product. Jupiter is founded by Jitendra Gupta, whom a lot of you might know as the founder of Citrus Pay. I love the company's mission, approach, and most importantly, people. This is a rare opportunity to redefine what is one of the modern world's oldest industries, banking. Unfortunately though this also means that until we are able to grow the Tech Buzz India team further we won't be able to come to you at a weekly cadence write to me if you're interested in joining the team more on the roles at the end on to the meat of the matter the news we'll begin with some important follow ups from the last episode we start with news from the short video space where a number of competitors have thrown their hat in the ring to replace popular video app TikTok which was banned by the government of India now in addition to all the local competitors have also come the big heavyweights popular music app Gaana has debuted its short video app Hot Shots Gaana is hoping that it can leverage its 150 million subscriber base to drive adoption Along with Gaana has come Instagram with the launch of its very own product Reels. The feature will be available through the Explore tab and its Stories function. Honestly, I've tried it out and I'm not very impressed. It's presently lost within the entire suite of offerings on Instagram and really failed to make an impression on me. Instagram has seeded content through popular public figures and creators such as Amy Virk and Gippy Grewal. The race to replace TikTok continues and we'll keep tracking to see if anybody actually makes the cut. Our second story is about Reliance's acquisition of the Future Group. I'd hope that the Reliance Future Group deal would close in time for its annual general meeting as was widely speculated. Unfortunately, the two are still talking with RIL reportedly in talks with Future Group's lenders for a 30% haircut on outstanding loans. The Future Group has liabilities to the tune of 2 billion dollars and has taken out almost 800 million dollars in loans. Given that the balance sheet is that heavy, it might take Reliance some time to close on the deal. On to the main stories for this episode. In big news and validation of the India growth story, Blue Chip Investor Sequoia Capital India has raised a new 1.35 billion dollar fund focused on India and Southeast Asia. Sequoia already manages over 5 billion dollars in assets in India. This is great news for Indian startups building India first solutions and should be a shot in the arm for the ecosystem on the whole which is going through a tough time during the pandemic. Our second story 
covers what might be one of the fastest exits by a tech platform in India. EdTech Behemoth Baijus has made a $300 million all cash offer to acquire White Hat Junior. That's right, you heard correctly, all cash. White Hat Junior was founded in 2018 by Karan Bajaj, the former CEO of Discovery Networks India. White Hat Junior teaches students how to code and helps them build commercial ready games, animations and apps using the fundamentals of coding. White Hat Junior has reportedly been in the market to raise $50 million. Interestingly, both companies share US-based VC Owl Ventures as a common investor. Tech in India has flourished through the lockdown and Baiju's would want to close this acquisition quickly on the heels of Unacademy showing interest in entering the space with an acquisition of coding platform CodeChef. Our third story is a fallout of the ongoing India-China border tensions. Get ready to spot a country of origin tag on your favorite e-commerce platform. The government of India is close to mandating displaying the country of origin on all product pages. Amazon has already mandated that all its sellers include this information on every listings page. And Flipkart is reportedly going live with this sometime around mid-August. My take on this is that it really feels like a knee-jerk reaction to me, taking away the focus from the needs of the consumer and instead on needless politicking. This is going to hit smaller commerce platforms the hardest and hopefully the government gives them additional time to implement these changes. Our fourth story covers some good news in the DTC segment. DTC men's grooming brand Beardo has been acquired by consumer goods major Marico for 350 crores, around $46 million. Beardo has been credited with broadly creating the men's beard grooming category. However, Beardo had evolved into a personal care and grooming brand for millennials. According to online platform FinTracker, the total acquisition is anywhere between 3.5 to 4.5x of Beardo's FY20 revenues. Marico had acquired a 45% stake in the company back in 2018. This is truly great news for the DTC segment and will give many young and fledgling DTC brands a fillip. Our last story covers another edtech major, Vedantu which has gone ahead and raised a $100 million Series D round, giving it a $600 million valuation. Mega rounds in EdTech seem to kind of be the norm. A story we didn't actually cover was Baiju's raising over a billion dollars. Vedantu is a very interesting company. It's an online tutoring platform for major engineering, medical, CBSE and other board exams. It was founded by educators way back in 2011. So not really a new startup, but one that has meticulously built up its product and platform over the years. It has benefited from the steep rise in adoption seen by all edtechs since the COVID pandemic, seeing a 220% growth in users to over 2 million unique students who attended live classes in the last three months. The company said that it will invest in its brand and in building new categories in the K1-5 to education space. Well, that covers the stories for this episode. Our next section is a special on Reliance's annual general meeting. This was, as I mentioned, quite a spectacle, a virtual extravaganza attended by millions. 
Now I'm going to cover the key highlights here, but I highly encourage all of you to go check out the video available on YouTube, a link to which I've included as part of this podcast. First big update is that after raising more than $10 billion across 13 marquee investors and tech companies, Geo has gone ahead and raised another $4.5 billion US dollars from Google. Google and Geo are partnering to build a new smartphone operating system in India. Not just that, they will also reimagine the Play Store. Geo has already sold over a hundred million smartphones and this will help them add much needed tech to sell the next few million smartphones. Geo also announced that it's getting into the 5G business and will start deployment next year and trials as soon as they get their Spectrum license. This is big news because it puts Geo directly in competition with Huawei for 5G Spectrum infrastructure. It also interestingly makes Geo a vendor to other telcos such as Airtel and Vodafone. They also announced the launch of a whole new slew of products including Geo TV which combines all your paid subscriptions into one. So think of Netflix, Amazon, Eros and whatnot. Geo Glass, a lightweight augmented reality solution that has already got 25 apps including one for virtual meetings. And finally, Geo Health Hub to provide end-to-end healthcare services. The company also provided an update on GeoMart, the grocery delivery service that we've covered in the past. GeoMart has clocked 250k orders a day in just over 50 days. Compared to that, rival Big Basket reportedly has around 350k orders a day. So Geo is fast catching up. And all of this has happened without Geo's much-anticipated WhatsApp integration being rolled out. And right on the back of the AGM, GeoMart is now offering free delivery and has launched its Android app. Competitors in the segments such as Big Basket, Flipkart and Amazon don't offer free delivery for orders less than 6 or 700 rupees, giving Geo a pretty big competitive advantage. My take on this is that the sheer scale of ambition that came out of the AGM was astounding. For most Indians, Geo is now going to become the main association with the internet. Now, is that doing too much? Maybe, maybe it is. But if the company can scale its execution-focused DNA to all these products, they might make it work. Geo, however, still doesn't have a tech company DNA. And some of these products are very very specialized but with investors and partners such as facebook and google they are in a position where if they want to do it they might be able to i feel optimistic and one just has to look towards amazon and its dominance across almost every sphere of technology in the us to know that this isn't an impossible dream our next section focuses on covering interesting startups that i think are on the path to having disproportionate impact in their respective sectors In this episode, I cover Country Delight. Country Delight is a direct-to-consumer milk brand. It is loosely based on the concept of a milkman at one end and a high-end retail chain on the other. Country Delight was founded in 2015 by Chakradhar Gade and Nitin Kaushal. Both founders are from IM Indore and interestingly don't come from an FNCG background but from a finance background. The company offers high-quality milk, milk products, eggs and bread on a subscription basis across Delhi NCR, Mumbai, Pune and Bangalore. The milk reaches your doorstep within 48 hours of being milked at the farm 
and undergoes rigorous testing including a self-test kit that you're given to do the testing yourself. They are essentially trying to create a farm-to-table company, a good value proposition in today's day and age. Country Delight has raised $20 million led by Matrix Partners India and Orios Venture Partners and competes primarily with Milk Basket in this segment. Country Delight is unique in that their business model allows them to establish a direct relationship with their consumer and bases the quality of their product to achieve a high retention rate, making the business very economically feasible. What helps is also that they are a tech-first, fully integrated company meaning that they control their supply chain very carefully. Think IoT, careful quality control, batching, tracking and tracing, making it possible to achieve the high product quality that they speak of. They currently serve over 3 million customers each month and have an insane retention rate in the world of subscription businesses. Are you ready to hear it? Okay, wait for it. Their month-on-month retention rate is a mind-boggling 98%. Yeah, that's right. I've not made this number up. The company's core competencies have seen them tied over the current COVID crisis reasonably well, with barely any disruption to their order volumes. They've also successfully incorporated practices to ensure the safety of their consumers, some of them being reporting the temperature of their delivery boy, monitoring processing centers over video, integrating Arogya Setu into their workflows and ensuring social distancing within the distribution and processing centers. I'm so excited by D2C businesses and what's so encouraging is that there is plenty of opportunity for Country Delight to go after, both in increasing the number of customers and the per capita consumption within metro areas that they serve and also from the point of view of expanding to more geographies across the country. They are also currently serving just 30% of a consumer's fresh produce basket, something which both the founders seem committed to growing. Given this value proposition, their hawkish execution and their careful attention to detail both from unit economics to customer feedback to listening to their farmers and suppliers, I am confident that if they continue on this path, they will become a household name across the country. That's all for this episode. If you enjoyed it, please do share the podcast with your family and friends and leave a review on the podcasting platform of your choice. Do write to me with your feedback. We're growing the TechBuzz India team and looking for folks on content, promotions and social media. It's a great opportunity to build TechBuzz India into one of India's leading podcasts and become intimately familiar with the Indian startup ecosystem in the process. Please send me a message at rahul at techbuzzindia.in if you're interested or know someone who is. Until we meet again, stay safe and thank you for tuning in.